This podcast is part of the Midwest Podcast Network. Find out more about our other shows and how to support our network at MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Are you into competitive gaming? Would you like to make a few bucks while doing so? If so, check out Gamersaloon.com. Gamersaloon.com hosts tournaments for games like Call of Duty, Rocket League, Mortal Kombat, Overwatch, and more. Sign up at Gamersaloon.com and use our promo code MGNPOD, that's M-G-N-P-O-D, and you can help us keep making this totally sweet podcast. For more information, check out Gamersaloon.com. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today are Brian hey. and Alex. Hello. Today we're going to hit on some feedback, talk some game news, and go into our first impressions of Sony Santa Monica Studios' God of War. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. If you haven't been paying attention to our social media, we do in fact now have a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the Midwest Podcast Network. So if you're so inclined to do so, you can subscribe to the Patreon for as little as $1 a month to help us keep our network alive and well. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch, as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. And don't forget, the 1UP X Esports Tournament League Expo is coming to Toledo June 22nd through the 24th. You can purchase tickets and find out more information about the expo at 1UPXEsports.com. And I just realized I did not give anyone the Patreon address. It is patreon.com slash MidwestPodNet, P-O-D-N-E-T. Yeah. If a dollar doesn't sound like much, it may not be much to you, but it's more than a dollar that we received to do the show at the moment. That's four gumballs a month. Yeah. We can live off of that, maybe. And uh, if you did the $5 level, that's basically two energy drinks a month. Yeah, and you can talk to us directly on Discord, which and, will make it even easier for you. And if you, you want to spend more, to $10 is like two hot and ready's a month. Yes, much like our friend Jason Kimmel, who, for doing that, gets his name mentioned on the podcast. Thanks, Jason. We love you. Yes. Yay. Thank we you. love you for helping our network. It's so awesome. Uh, yeah. So thank, thank you to everybody who has donated. Yes, we, we do have appreciate. Six or seven patrons, I think, I at think this point. I think it's six. I don't, I'll check. I'll take a look. But, but uh, everyone who's donated, I don't know, every time I get in one of those emails, I'm like, oh, man, this is awesome. <laughs> People are giving us money. <laughs> People care. So. We have six, and we're currently getting $24.30 out of our $50 a month goal Yeah, currently. That's $50. Yeah, the $50. Not that we don't have to do, do all this. It's not going to be like this from here on out. But $50 a month accounts for all of the costs of operating podcasts. That means hosting and WordPresses and domains and whatnot. Um it doesn't cover the video games that we talk about. It doesn't cover the movies that we talk about or any of that stuff. It definitely does not cover the video games. But it doesn't it, even pay for one whole no. game. It, it covers how much I am paying out of my pocket to host everything and have it all up there. So I would love to be able to make that. That would be great. Uh, Corey also wants me to address Brian's likeness to Kratos. Yes. Uh, especially, really with how, especially with how buff he looks sitting like that. Keep flexing, buddy. We should uh, we <laughs> should it. we should get some red face paint. For Whatever, yeah. boy. I think, I think you should just be drunk, Kratos, for Halloween. <laughs> we'll we'll paint you up. We'll get you. We'll get like the whole body paint going, and you get Shave like the my big, head. Yeah, it'll be awesome. It's to try and deepen your voice. You got to do my Vin Diesel wow. impression. Wow, well, Kratos, you really let yourself go. <laughs> Shut up, boy. 
Anyways. Where's um, my ex? I started to try to keep track of how many times he was saying boy. I gave up really quick. He says That'd it be, a lot. That would be a bad drinking game. Because <laughs> yes. yeah, he'd be drunk after 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. um, has anybody played anything else? Uh, I, yeah, I yeah, really yeah. haven't. Hit me um, with that. What have you been playing? I won't talk about it much because I think we're going to next episode. Yeah. But uh, I finally tried Overland, which was one of the games yeah. at uh, PAX that mm-hmm. you guys seemed excited about. And so I purchased the first access that is now available to anyone that's willing to pay for it. Yep. And uh, it seems pretty cool. It it reminds me of FTL a lot, which is a good thing. But that's about all I'm going to say so far. Yeah, we'll get into it more in depth yeah. next week. But um, I also played more uh, Hellblade, uh, Senwa's Sacrifice, and yeah, that's a really cool game. I just haven't gotten around to sitting down and playing through the whole thing. It's not that long from what I understand either. You can finish in a day if you have a full day available. What is it? It's like a third person action? Yeah, action and puzzles. Um, Psychological terror. Yeah, kind of. Mm -hmm. It's very much uh, deals with psychosis a, a lot and... It's it's very unique in that manner. Like yeah. they recommend that you play the game with headphones because the audio is specifically mixed to sound like there's voices in your head. Yeah, That's and cool. most of the story and the the backstory of uh, Senwa is like portrayed through the voices in your head that you hear. Okay, and then there's also there's more to it beyond that. But uh, it's a very nice looking game too. Um. Well, yeah, it won a uh, motion capture award, didn't it, at the Game Awards? Wasn't that what won the motion, like best motion capture or animation or something? I like don't that? know. I know they picked up some sort of award for it at the, the BAFTAs. The recently. girl who plays yeah. the main character won an award at the Game Awards. Oh yeah, yeah. For her acting in yeah. the game, and most of, I think that had to do with motion capture. Yeah, yeah. And she had I, never done motion capture before. This is like her first time doing it. So I've. Yeah, she. I think she worked for the company, but that wasn't what she normally does. Yeah, yeah. they just kind of put her in that mm-hmm. role. Um, yeah. Right on. Anything else? Just no? the usual things. The usual. The I Rainbow Six. Say. You played a little Destiny. We won't get into that. Yeah, PUBG. Well, the 6v6 thing is fun. Yeah. Like, they should have never taken it out of the, at all. Like That's it, what most of the It just immediately seen. made me think back to playing... Destiny 1 and how much fun I used to have in Crucible. Yeah. But I only played it the one day. I've been busy doing other things, playing other stuff. I think I'm back to not caring anymore. About Destiny yeah. in general? I'm not even, even yeah, when they do a I, big I, expansion, I'm not going to bother. It's hard for me to care. I, when the, the next expansion... I, I will care when the expansion come, comes out. Comes out, I'll still play it. I just can't bring I already myself bought to it. do it. I can't return it, so I right. might as well play it. No, I mean like the, the Taken king oh, level thing. Whenever that, that happens. should happen in September if they're lucky, but... At this point, I just want like books. I just want to like read the lore of Destiny as written into books, like... I just because I like the story. That's about it, though. Yeah, the rest of it, I'm over. I don't know. My ongoing first-person shooter itch is scratched by Rainbow Six when I do get to play it. I was gonna say, says the guy who hasn't been playing. Yeah, no, it, it hasn't been an itch that has needed to be scratched as of late. Plus, I haven't had time for it. But it's okay, Gladish has oh. you covered with your Twitch rolls. I did play one Good. other thing. Um, in death, 
that I had purchased right before PAX, I think, when it was on sale. That's a VR game for Oculus Rift. Uh, I, th- I think it works on Vive, too. What do I you think do? it's on the Steam store. Um, you die. It is kind of like a Dark Souls game, but a VR version. It's like. not just like Coffin Simulator 2018. <laughs> You're just in a box <laughs> and you have to scrape at it. It's it's not quite Dark Souls, but I mean, okay. it's, it's difficult and it um, is... It's actually, from what I can tell, I think the levels are randomly generated okay. to an extent. Um, but you have uh, full like bow and arrow mechanics with the touch controllers, which are super cool. So you're playing first person Dark Souls. Yeah, it's, okay. it's first it's person. Not, it's Kingsfield, well. oh also known as Kingsfield. <laughs> okay. For all of you it's OG, King, Kingsfield. <laughs> all you OG PlayStation guys who <laughs> probably don't even know what I'm talking about because I don't think anyone even bought Kingsfield. Yeah, we have the us. one copy of yeah. that game that exists. It came in the original PlayStation game box. It's yeah. like the huge, like bigger than a DVD case box. I think I have it downstairs. Yeah, it's somewhere. Yeah, we should bust that out for a stream. It'd be pretty good. <laughs> I would say okay, not in a, a gameplay sense, but more like aesthetically. It's it's okay. It's that kind of magical, dark, medieval kind of thing. So you're not rolling and, uh, on the floor to dodge away from attacks. <laughs> you can dodge. I can't figure out how to do it. It explained how to do it, and I don't understand. Once he figures it out, he's going to be throwing up all the time. <laughs> um, the graphics are pretty damn good. You're going to need that Oculus Rift uh, barf bag attachment <laughs> for the bottom of the helmet. <laughs> it just clips onto it's that in your chin. That's a good thing. That, I mean, that would be a pretty good idea. Give, give that idea away. <laughs> While two people are listening to us, you yeah. know. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. Alex? Uh, I haven't had too much time to play stuff, but I have been uh, playing... Because you guys go to bed at like 7 o'clock, so I can't play Rainbow Six. Is that true? I go to bed at no. 11. Yeah. Same and thing. why do you guys play Rainbow I guess it's Gladish is the problem since he has to yeah, play Yeah, but he like even plays till 9.30 or 10. Which, yeah, which is I like three start, in the morning. I need to time. start at like nine thirty or ten is the problem. So, um, but not, not our problem. No, it's not. Clearly, you guys don't play with me anymore. But uh, since you guys go to bed at seven, I've been playing something called Space Chem, which is by Zachtronics, the people who made Magnum Opus, which yep. we talked about a couple weeks ago. It's an older game. I think I've talked about it previously, but you are like designing reactor processes to bond molecules together and output to specific places it's very hard to to explain sounds exciting it's really awesome it's like (laughs) the total chemistry nerd video game that i want and i've i've been playing it for years but i finally just decided to go back to it because like it's very puzzly it's very much like i need to figure out how to do this Mm -hmm. and i was pretty quick to give up like a long time ago. So coming back to it, it's been kind of fun to figure out exactly what's going on. And also, like, I had been so early on in the game that I didn't even realize that the... Um, I didn't even realize that there are certain types of levels in it. Like, not only are you, like... It starts out with you designing a reactor to take, like, hydrogen and bond it, bond two of them to an oxygen, and then you go and output mm-hmm. it to somewhere else. But then it gets to the point where you are designing one reactor that feeds into another reactor to do a different reaction and then puts that output elsewhere. And then on top of that, there's another type of mission where there's like a big tank coming to crush a different reactor and I had to fill up 
these silos with methane in order to blow them up and stop the tank. So it was just weird to me that I'd never known that these types of missions existed in the game, and it's been out for probably a decade at this point. I'm not even sure. Oh, wow. But uh, no, it's cool. I do have Nintendo Labo. I have not uh, put anything together or tried any of it yet. I'm excited to check it out. Um, I, the thing that I'm most excited about, it seems like the game requires you to play it undocked, which is not something that I do much of. Not to mention it also is touch control, which I don't think I've played a single game with touch controls on Switch as of yet. Like, I haven't used them. Did you end up watching that video I posted? I did. It was really good. And it, it looks like the programming like aspect of it seems very in-depth, and it can... It was kind of mind-blowing how in-depth it is, I think. This, yeah. uh, we're talking about a video on... I think it was on The Verge, and it was partnered with Polygon, where one of the girls on the team decided to make instruments using Labo, and she goes into the programming aspect of it and how it actually like broke her brain, like yeah. doing all the different permutations and if then statements like if you do this then this happens yada yada the it's it's pretty impressive how elaborate this programming language they created is for labo so i'm really intrigued to see what other users are able to come up with yeah yeah i no. hope they have like i don't know if this is the case but i hope they have some kind of database where people can like upload their creations and then you could also download them and the directions of how to make things like that would be pretty nuts. I, I would hope that if they don't have that in there yet, that it's something that they're working on. Yeah, it'd towards. be really cool if you could somehow also model like your cardboard cutouts and things like in the program and do it the way they did and yeah. then allow people to have directions on how to do these things and whatever. But yeah, it's uh it looks really cool. I'm excited to see who figures stuff out with like three D printing. Like Oh, what I'm they're sure, capable of doing. I'm with sure it. there's gotta be like some thing that is the like a putt, like a thingiverse thing? I didn't even is think of that. The rail for yeah. like sliding the Joy-Con on. So the idea that you could like make creations with that and then try to control. I'll, them. I'll have to pay a little more attention to Thingiverse and see what pops up because I'm I some somebody's gonna be in there doing. Somebody's got to be doing something, and it, it should mm-hmm. be pretty cool. But you play anything, John? I did. I played some more Flame in the Flood. Flame. The flame in the flood. That's yeah. how it's pronounced. How does it stay lit if it's in the flood? Yeah, shut up. Uh, it, the fires go out. You have to start them when the when the when all the tinder dries. Okay. Anyways, that game. Okay, I thought Don't Starve was hard. Like this is more difficult, but along the same lines. And I say it's more difficult in that the whole point is you're traversing down a river that's flooded, and like you're landing at these certain landing points and like collecting supplies and things. Um, but it's it's brutal because you can get sick. And like if you're in the rain for too long, you get cold, you can get a cold, you get sick. If you get hit by if you get you know, struck by animals of any sort, like you can get infected and things like that. It's it's pretty crazy. And you, you have to find like mold to make like penicillin and things like that. Like Interesting. This is the level of like of uh immersiveness that I don't care for necessarily in games. This is the reason I stopped playing Metal Gear Solid is because you had to like <laughs> disinfect the wound and remove the bullet and then like dress the wound and then put band-aids on and then <laughs> it stopped being just eating rations to heal yourself. It became this like elaborate mess or of snakes. things you had to do. Stuff not, is awesome, man. I don't like those sorts of things, but this game is a lot of fun. It has a really cool aesthetic. It's super cheap. I think if you have a Switch or a PC or I think it's on every platform. It's on Xbox Game Pass. What's super cheap? Uh, like fifteen bucks. 
Yeah, it's free. Super cheap it's, to me is like five dollars. It's free on Xbox Game Pass. We'll see uh, where the Patreon goes. I might consider. <laughs> it was on sale for uh, for PlayStation this past week, I think. Too. Or yeah, two weeks it was ago. like five bucks, I think. Yeah, I, yeah. It but does seem like a good game to have on Switch, though. It, it's yeah. it's. It's awesome on Switch. I love playing it on there. I, I'm glad I didn't buy it on any of the other systems because the Switch version, I think, is like the definitive edition, too. Like It has all the little add-ons and things they added after the fact or That's something cool. to that effect. Um, but yeah, it's a ton of fun. Uh, I've also We've been playing a ton of Rainbow Six, and we're actually getting pretty good at it, I think. Uh, we've been playing a lot of ranked lately, uh, mostly gold and silvers. Uh, I started as gold four when I finally got ranked, which is the highest I've ever been in ranked, which is pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, that's... you guys do seem significantly sweatier. Oh, we're way. I more am sweaty. at the lowest rank you can possibly be at. <laughs> yeah. I got really unlucky with the placement matches, we, so we I started had... really low, and then when we played ranked Wednesday, our first inaugural <laughs> ranked Wednesday, um, we lost every time. We we had a lot of really rough matches. They were really it, close. They uh, were all very close. It was all we were one match off, basically. Yeah. And we played. We, like, we went into OT on every single one We're of them. All like, yeah, like, like, yeah, hard fought. Yeah, heartbreaking loss. Yeah, heartbreaking loss or whatever. We we tried. Like we were doing really well. We just have little things that each of us are doing that we need to pay a little more attention to. But we're not doing. Yeah, we're not doing. Overall, I'm having a lot of fun. Or with you it. could just not play ranked and have actual fun with the game. We played with some random kid, and he was actually pretty good. Like, oh yeah, he, he was good. Some some little kid out of the Middle East. I can't remember his name. It was like um, four in the morning there or something. Yeah. But he was uh, he wanted to play with us because he was watching Corey and Gladys stream and he joined in and he was actually pretty solid. That's cool. So it was it was fun to just have some random kid who wanted to play along with us. You know? He actually communicated in a more mature and uh, direct manner than we ever do. Yeah, like he was he was very very concise with his callouts and stuff, and we're just not. Yeah, it's pretty, cool. it was pretty good. But yeah, that's that's about it for me in terms of what I've been playing. All right. Um, let's. You want to head into that news? Yeah, let's do it. Woo. First up is you, John. All right. So Valve has purchased Firewatch developer Campo Santo. Uh, this is kind of a big deal because um, Campo Santo makes games and Valve doesn't. Oh well, they're going to again. Right. So the whole the whole point is uh, Valve bought these guys and has decided they're going to leave them completely intact and working on whatever projects they had working on at the time. They're not giving them any directive. They're just letting them do whatever they do. And so now this. Developer who was a small-time developer who made a smash hit game uh, is going to have a massive amount of funding behind it. So that's pretty exciting in, in the sense that uh, you know Valve is going to start getting into publishing games again. I guess Develop- uh, they're not developing them; they're going to be publishing them. I'm it's assuming. really weird. I feel like it's just Gabe being like, "I need to tell people that we're putting out video games again." So why don't you guys make Steam game or Valve games? Well, <laughs> they're I, like, I, okay. I really liked the. Uh, there was one of the comments that was like, "Firewatch Three confirmed." <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, "That's awesome!" Like it, that needed to be said. That'd so. be pretty good. But yeah, it's it's exciting because you've got the studio that that makes made a really cool game. It has a cool aesthetic, a cool you know, it, it's all around like a, a a good good game. And Valve saw something in them. And was like, we want to get on that. And so they did. And now, like I said, this small studio who... I don't even know how big the team is. It's not It's not a big team, but no. everybody gets to keep their job. They're not being reappointed to different roles. They are Valve. moving, though. They're, they're, yeah, they are going to be moving, but they get, uh, they're to going to have a massive Seattle amount area. of funding. So it, we'll have to see. We'll have to pay a little more attention to Campo Santo and see what happens. So that's my news bit. 
Yeah, no, that's It has cool. been fully confirmed by Campo Santo, too. Yeah. It was originally yeah. a rumor. There's but. there's an update here. Shortly after the publication of this article, which is on Kotaku, is what I'm looking at, Campo Santo confirmed the news on the website, saying that Valve became an obvious match to the studio. So, no, that's cool. I hope, uh, I hope they continue to put out video games. They had that other one that looks like it's in Egypt or something. That's yeah, I don't remember what it's Valley called. Valley of something. Yeah. I think they mentioned in this... Uh, Something, something. In the Valley of Gods, yeah. scheduled for next year. So, uh, but yeah, no, awesome. Cool. Next. Uh, so, I don't play any Call of Duty, but I thought this was interesting. Uh, Most of the world does. Polygon came out with a story this week that said, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 won't have a traditional single-player campaign. Black Ops 4 will instead focus on multiplayer and zombies, according to sources. Um... Obviously, nobody from Activision commented on the rumor and speculation. They just said, come back on May 17th when we actually reveal. Reddit exploded. But, yeah, I don't know. I was wondering what you guys think about this. This is mostly just my 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 soapbox to say I feel like they need to start thinking the more Ubisoft way of things before they burn out their goodwill or anybody stops caring about them. Like, mm-hmm. if they're going to do that... Like, all right, there's no traditional single player. All right, well, then let me pay $30 for your game because that's all it's worth to me now. Right. Like, it it just seems like there's no point in them continuing to have three completely separate studios working on the exact same multiplayer. Yeah. Which I know it's not the exact same. That's why people get super butthurt about it when, like, in Black Ops 4, you can't press... X to reload in the same amount of speed as when you do in <laughs> Modern Warfare 3. But, uh, I don't know. It just, like, Infinity or Infinite, Infinite Warfare, which came out two years ago, was like the last time I was like, maybe I should finally buy a Call of Duty game because of the story. Like, I wasn't going to play the multiplayer at all. Yeah. So at this point, I just kind of think they're saying goodbye to me and saying, well, we never got you, and we're well, never going to. Yeah, I mean, it was never your kind of game anyways. Yeah. Nobody First cared person about, shooters suck. Nobody cared about the single-player campaigns in those particular games anyways. Like, nobody's playing Not, that. No. Eh. Well, but Black Ops 4 was like, people were like, oh man, the story was sweet in that. Like... Not four, like, but uh, in one and two at least. The only reason for no, I'm thinking Black Ops one and two are the okay, ones where yeah. people were like, "Yeah, these stories." And not only, not only did the stories actually like have bearing on each other, they were kind of uh, uh, not serialized, but like two actually commented on things that happened in one and like did cool stuff with what happened in one. It just feels weird for them to be like, okay, this is Black Ops Four. Also, we're doing that thing. We're not. We're not going to do that half of the game that people actually kind of cared about with this one. That's strange. I mean, I, I never played any of the campaigns like for the sake of the story in any Call yeah. of Duty. It was simply a, a means for me to understand how the game is played, so then I could just jump into multiplayer. Yeah, I mean, it's really like playing a an action movie anyways. It's real light on story. I mean, that's what they started as, like, playing, you know, like, the original Call of Duties were, like, it was all about the single-player campaign, and yeah. then the multiplayer came secondary, like, but the when was when was the shift? Was it Modern Warfare 2? Was, like, the big push to, like... Uh, um, 
The original Modern Warfare had pretty popular multiplayer, but I would say it definitely blew up with the second one. Yeah. And then, was that the one? The second one is the one that had like the airport scene, right? Yeah, no yeah, Russia. Yeah. yeah, where you like mowed down a whole airport, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what got the game a ton of attention. So, um, Yeah, I haven't finished a campaign since the first Black Ops. I've yeah. been, gotten burned out on them. But I do appreciate them being included. Right. They're usually not that long. But yeah. I don't know. For me, like the multiplayer is the draw. But I also feel like I'm burned out on that as well. They should really only be doing a COD game every two or three years instead of every year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it seems like it needs to get to the point where they just, hey, pay us $60 to get all of the new maps and weapons for Call of Duty. Like, the next one's got to be called right. Call of Duty Forever, and they never put out another disc. <laughs> yeah, and you can Call play, of Duties. You can play stuff from World War One all the way up to, you know, Infinite Warfare, whenever that's right. supposed to take place. Like That would be awesome. That's seems like the right way to do it but i don't know i guess you know you put enough maps in one game then you're kind of destroying your (sighs) fragmenting your player base a lot and making it Mm. so that you know but anyway i just thought it was interesting there's just not enough that you can do with multiplayer every year to make it different enough than the previous cod game that's my issue I mean, they'll they'll start to differentiate things. I mean, they'll go in the route of, like, the future and with all the extra movement and the wall running and stuff like that. And then they'll scale it back, like they did with uh, the World War II. And right. It's very cyclic. I don't know. It's gonna, yeah, exactly. But I think they're out of ideas for that. Yeah. Which sucks, because <laughs> the fact that, like, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare was, like, the most influential multiplayer to come out in a video game since forever that they can't figure out a way to make it new and fresh and different again. Right. But, you know, you can still buy loot boxes. Well, the people that made that game did. They made Titanfall. It was just new and fresh and different. I don't know. I mean, it was still just multiplayer shooter that has progression and, and stuff to unlock. Cool. True. Well, the mechs really changed things up. The Titans were awesome. But that's still not, like, a fundamental shift in, like, why you come to play a multiplayer game. It's a a big gameplay difference, for sure. But it's not like a, here's your treadmill. They didn't, they haven't reinvented that treadmill as of yet. Well, I just, is anybody really going to do that ever, you think? I think they should, because they did. (laughs) <laughs> like they figured it out right. once come and do something new and different this time instead yeah. of just like all right keep the treadmill going i'm prestige level 99 and uh check out how sweet i am with this handgun and knife look at like, my hot pink shotgun yeah i don't know but anyway that's enough about call of duty from someone who doesn't play call of duty <laughs> <laughs> brian you're up Yes, riding on the coattails of that story. Here's <laughs> here's another rumor about a shooter. The uh, Battlefield 5, which is the competition, basically, to Call of Duty, even though it's nothing alike. 
Um, I don't, they're pretty similar. They're both first-person shooters that you play online and have a treadmill. And there's loot boxes. One's Battle, got, one's Battlefield got games maps. are, yeah, they're large-scale. They're designed to feel more like you're on a battlefield. Hence the name. Yeah, we're Call of Duty. <laughs> you're just in a box with a bunch of other people that yes, have not. A very small box with like twelve people. It's a it's a totally different. Well, game. that's what Modern Warfare is, Brian. Being in a small box with eleven other people. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, anyways, <laughs> uh, supposedly the rumor is Battlefield Five will have a battle royale mode, which seems like a no brainer. I hope it's actually true. Yeah. I would like to see their take on that. Some with people their were, level of resources and experience. Some people were theorizing that's part of the Call of Duty thing as well, is that they might also be working on a uh, battle royale. I don't yeah. know why, like they're just doing this now. I mean, they should have added these on to like, yeah. the last round of games. This is an unconfirmed rumor, but. I thought it was worth mentioning yeah. since we were going over COD news. In, 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 right. in uh, news that surprises nobody at this yes. point. But yeah, no, I don't know. I don't. All I wanted, the only Battle Royale I ever wanted was when someone was like, what if Metal Gear Survive has a Battle Royale in it? And then I was like, okay, I would do that. And then it didn't. But it didn't. And it sucked. And so. now I don't care about it anymore. Right. So, yeah. Anyways. I think that's it. Let's talk about things that matter. Like what? Like God of War. God of War. Boom. God of War is a third-person action game by Sony Santa Monica Studios. It is the fourth mainline game in the series. But kind of a reboot, right? No. 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 It's, it's in I did not play the other three. It follows in the same... It is... It is Chrono- well, chronologically... Chronologically it follows, but in the, the design aspect, they... they Kind of took a completely different approach to it, from what I understand. It's a it is a revitalization. Okay, I that's call a, yeah, it a that's good, good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, full disclaimer: None of us have finished the game at this point. This is more or less a first impressions. But I'm I yeah. think I'm maybe halfway through the. It game. It just came out Friday, and we couldn't game. We didn't get any press consistently release, like, from press that. pass like <laughs> pre release bullshit because yeah. we're not cool enough for that. So I'm I'm maybe only. <laughs> Three hours in, four hours in. Brian's a little past me, and John's maybe about halfway through. I, I think I'm like based on what's happened in the story. I want to say I'm like at a halfway point. Okay. Um, I love this game. <laughs> I, he's it's, all giddy. It's, it's been hard, a while. It's been a, a long time since I've felt this way about a game. I want to collect everything. <laughs> like, and I wasn't. The thing is that I wasn't collecting everything because I was rushing to try and get as much of it done before we were, you know, came to record this. But uh, now I need to go back and do a whole bunch of stuff. Um, it well, is. It is slightly can open you go world. Back? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is open world, which is cool. You are allowed to explore and go places. When you reach, uh, this isn't really a spoiler, I suppose. When you reach a central point of the Lake of the Nine, I think is what it's called. Uh, you don't have to um, stick to the story. There are areas that you can explore along the coasts of the oh. lakes of the lake, which is cool. So there's all kinds of different areas to go to. Um, when you unlock the, there's other characters you run into in the world that will give you missions to do outside of the main quest line, which is cool. There's tons of collectibles. There is a full uh, level up progression system where you gain experience points and then you then spend your experience points to get new abilities. 
there is also a plethora of different armor sets and things that you can get. Uh, you can upgrade your axe. You can get different runes for it to do different skills. Um, that's just, I mean, these mechanics are all really cool, but the story is dope. Like, I, like, Norse mythology is, like, one thing. Like, combining Norse mythology with, like, this, like, what was God of War? Was Is it Greek? Greek. It's Greek mythology. Yeah. 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 So, combining these two mythologies into, like, the same universe is, like, really cool to me. Um, one of the mechanics in the game I think is really cool is you have a companion. It is your child, Atreus, and you are Kratos. And what normally I would be super annoyed in games where I have companions, like, for instance, in Assassin's Creed, when you have to hire people to help you to do things, super fucking annoying. They constantly get in the way. They, they can die. Fall off buildings. Yeah. In this game, Atreus is, like, super helpful. And you also get to level up his bow and his skills and his armor. So he's, like, a whole different character that, like, you actually don't really have to do anything with. You can give him directive of when to shoot his arrows. Or he also learns summon spells later on, too, which is really cool. Well, thanks for spoiling that. It's not a spoiler, dude. It has nothing to do with the story. Um, it's just one of the things that you can get. It's an ability. It's, okay. And you unlock these different magical. runes that allow you... A boy. It's not. It's it's a rune that he puts in his weapon that allows him to summon things. Okay. So, um, I love this game. It's awesome. I I like. I, I want to finish this so I can go home and play it. But I also have to go to mom and dad's house to pull all my stuff out of the basement. <laughs> um, what uh, you you liked the first God of War, right? I loved the first one. I didn't play two and three, yeah. and then there was like a a third one in there somewhere or fourth one. Was, there. Yeah, God of War Ascension yeah. came out late. PlayStation Three and uh, I'm, I'm actually two PSP games I'm as well. super disappointed in myself for not just buying the remaster collection for PS4 and playing through everything all over again because I loved the first one and what I really liked about the first one was the fact that it was it was a different kind of action game it was the first time that a game had quick time events if I recall correctly um, I don't remember oh, yeah. any any games having those originally um, yeah there was some weird stuff in like Resident Evil Three but it's yeah it 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 certainly is the most ubiquitous modern quick time event yeah god of war was like well, the start of all that so the new god of war 2018 doesn't really have quick time events like they're not you don't have to like hit Good. the button like quickly to do anything it just kind of holds and you can hit the button whenever you want to which is kind of annoying but not cuz like it slows down the flow of things if you're not doing the quick time events. I like them if they're done well. I thought God of War did them really well. I thought the Order 1886 did them very poorly. So, I think... Um, like most things. Uh, going back to the original God of War, one of the big things I liked about it was it was the perfect amount of game and story and it, you... Like it was only 8 to 10 hours maybe, yeah. like maximum, and if that's if you played it on like the harder setting... And it was just like when you got done, like you felt like you, like, oh, I completed the game, cool, like it's done, and like yeah, I enjoy feeling you don't get very often. No, right? I don't because I get bored with games. But th- like that one, like it was, it was the right amount of time spent playing, and then it gave me like a good feeling of completion when I was done with it. So I didn't feel like I was wasting time at any point. Like it had a good flow to the overall game, and I think this game is very similar in that it. It has a great flow to it. If you just follow the story, which is all I've been doing, not doing any side quests or anything, the flow is great, and I'm really sucked into the story, and I just want to keep going. So I, I love it so far. Yeah. I don't know. How do you guys feel about it? I am really enjoying it. 
uh, initially when I first got into like a large, excuse me, <laughs> when I got into a, my first like large scale fight with enemies, um, I was thinking, man, this might get kind of repetitive fast. Like the combat seemed a little simplistic at that point. Yeah. But then, I mean, a few hours in, you start realizing that you can unlock skills. There's different moves. There's a lot of like nuance to the combat that I didn't notice initially. Like when you're dodging at just the right time, you can slide under enemies' weapons and stuff like that. Stuff it doesn't really explain to you, but it just kind of, yeah. you get it and it feels right. It feels very good. The combat is. It has a great flow to is, it. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, I love the axe and like the Thor aspect of yep. it, how you can just recall it. It's so fun pulling the axe back through people. Yeah, well, that's one of the things I was going to say is when you're, like, you were talking about being in, like, a, a big, large scale battle mm-hmm. where you're surrounded by enemies. You whip your axe, it goes flying, it sticks into an enemy or it sticks into a wall or whatever, and then you just start pummeling guys with your fists, and then all of a sudden you're surrounded, and then you pull the axe back, and it rips through everyone who is in Mm -hmm. line to come after you, and then you can just start hacking at them again. And then you learn skills that, like, there's a shield bash skill that you can use that powers you up, and you, like, bash, and it does an area effect where it, like, bursts enemies away from you to, like, clear groups of them. Uh, and then Atreus comes in handy because you can use him to distract other enemies. Yeah, or you can pull enemies from other groups and stuff. Right. And then he gets his upgraded arrows, which cause, like, chain attacks between things, like, as oh, he's using oh, his arrow. Like, it's the, I'm, the, <clears throat> the battle system, the fighting, it, like, the combat is so well put together. It's, I can't, yeah. I'm literally grinning about it right now. Like, it's so good. Like, everything about it is, is sweet. You get those, when you bring up enough of, um, the stun, like when you stun an enemy, you can then like rip their heads off and stuff. Or like my favorite is he grabs them and he like swings them on the ground and stomps on their head and mm-hmm. explodes. Like they're oh. like doom glory kills. Yeah, they're yeah. so good. Those I wish giant trolls at the end when you kill yeah, them were just ridiculous. He just like yeah. rips their jaw and then cuts their mouth further with the axe. Oh, it's just so good. It's so gratifying. It's, yeah, the story element is is really good so far too. I like how he. He's like a real stern father figure, but at the same time, you can tell like he really cares a lot. He just he doesn't know how to be emotional. Kratos, right. that is, and I mean he's yeah the god of war. You know he's he's closed his heart off to feeling for his enemy, but I mean obviously his child is not his enemy. So, but uh, everyone's an enemy, Brian. <laughs> I totally just realized now I'm an idiot. I should have picked this up sooner. But um, at the very beginning of the game, there's a scene where he, a cutscene where he's like wrapping his arm wrappings back on. Yeah, it's because he lost the chain. He doesn't have the chains of Olympus. Yeah, the Blades of Chaos. Yeah. They're called. Yeah. Yeah. So I now is I was like, oh man, like I wonder if he gets those back, and I don't know if he That's does. I, I was just thinking that today. I was like, what if like one of the last things you get in the game are is, the you get the, the Blades of Chaos yeah. and you have the axe. And, like, what are you going to be able to do with all that? Yeah. Like, you're going to be able to destroy everything. Yeah. So, Alex, what do you think? Uh, I like it a lot so far. I played through the first God of War only a couple of years ago. I had the collection for PS3, and it's it was good. It just, you know, wasn't... I just felt like I was button mashing and killed a lot. It felt more like a Dynasty Warriors to me. This game is pretty much the complete opposite of that. There's a lot of... 
I'm horrible at the combat because I was just like, I'm going to play it like God of War. And I'm just like basically bashing yeah. in front of the controller. And I would say that it doesn't do anything because all the attacks are on the shoulder. This is button. actually closer right. to playing Neo, but not, yeah. not as unforgiving as that game. Well, I don't know. Like when it starts throwing like two heavy, two heavy uh, enemies at me and then like three dudes with projectiles, I get just completely destroyed and it's rough. But hopefully I, I learn the language a little bit more and, and start to well, chain you, together you, better combos. Are you using the lock-on? Like I am, yeah. So you can use the lock-on, and then you can direct Atreus to shoot arrows, and yes. that distracts an enemy. I'm really bad at using Atreus, too. Like you I forget just, that he's there because you're so wrapped into yeah, what's going and he on. he can actually take care of himself. Well, yes. He gets grabbed once in a while, but yeah. for the most part, he's not a nuisance yeah. at all. That's what You don't have to worry about him dying because he doesn't die either. Like it's, well, they, do, like, they don't allow him to be killed. There's, like, a, like, there's a timer where I don't know what happens. Like If an enemy does grab gets, him. He starts getting choked out. He's, yeah, He, has he a can cool get down. choked for like a long time. He has a cooldown, I think, is what it is, which is one of the stats that you can actually upgrade on yourself is, like, your cooldown, which affects the runes that you put into your axe and things like that, and I'm assuming it probably affects Atreus, too. Yeah. Um, but, no, I mean, I, 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 I'm I, hoping I get better at it. The thing is, like, I just always think, of like, oh, he's shooting arrows, so it must be just, like, a weak attack that's not really worth me doing anyway. You can upgrade it. Yeah. I have him so. maxed out right now, and he's stronger than I am. That's like, awesome. Because oh, wow. the stats for Kratos take forever to really level up. That's, that's the other thing that's new with this game that we didn't really talk about. There's crafting and like loot and getting runes that allow your weapons to do different things, and then also yeah. like making armor that has different abilities with it and upping your own stats and stuff, which is cool. It's not really something that's been in God of War I, previously. So I definitely enjoy... like Getting the collectibles is satisfying because there's usually some sort of environmental puzzle involved that reminds right. me of the newer Tomb Raider games. Yeah. And I, I enjoy those. And they almost always have something to do with using your axe. Yeah. Which is cool. Um the game looks beautiful. I mean, it's pretty breathtaking. Yeah, I've tried it out in both performance and resolution mode on the PlayStation 4 Pro. And I think the resolution mode does like look a little bit nicer, but it's such a an incremental difference compared to like how smooth the game is on performance mode yeah. that I think I'm going to stick to performance mode from here on out. But, I've been playing on performance mode, and I just like how snappy everything feels. Yeah. Um, I haven't run into any weird glitches other than like some audio cutting out occasionally, but I only had that problem when I started using headphones. I was getting some weird glitches in resolution mode where it would like bring up like a frame of like white rectangle on half of the screen, like every once in a while, but and it, like it, it kept happening. But the game has also received like three patches since yeah, I initially well, installed it. One so. of them, I guess, uh, people were complaining about the font being too small. Yeah, which I can I can see, and it's still a little too small, even though they made it slightly larger. Yeah, but, but uh, just get a bigger TV. Yeah, <laughs> but um, the other thing that I really like about Atreus is that he, as a function of him being on this journey with Kratos, he's kind of contextualizing a lot of the violence that's happening in the game. Like, there's very much... There's... I don't want to spoil anything, but there's, like, a part in the game where you start to encounter humans that aren't, like, undead enemies to be attacked. And watching Atreus deal with those encounters 
is more than any previous God of War has tried to do with any type of subtle storytelling. Definitely an emotional scene. Yeah. There's a couple of really good dialogues between the two of them where basically Kratos is explaining war, like yeah. what war is to Atreus and like him just coming to grips with like, you know, that his father's been this like war machine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I haven't again, I haven't played the old God of War games, but I would imagine based on when they came out and stuff, it was basically just like it was violent just because it was cool. Well, let's and just say... It didn't really have, a, like, a real context. Spoiler alert for this God of War, but it doesn't start with you doing a quick-time minigame where you're having sex with women. Yeah, that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't Which, like, this, this, is the, this could very well be the first of the other five games that are out, right. but it doesn't do that. So... I don't know that it, maybe maybe that'll happen later in the game. I don't know, but um, well, that's just a, a Greek culture thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah now Kratos, Kratos isn't a Viking, so he's not raping and pillaging okay, like the rest fair. of the all right the Norse community or whatever. Only orgies for Kratos. No, yes, no and raping and pillaging. It's too cold up north for that. Right, so. that's fair. Yeah, there are no bathhouses either. Um, but no, so so I like a lot of the nuance that the storytelling is receiving there. Really the only thing, I mean, Brian said earlier, oh, I like how cool his voice is. I feel like it's a bit over the top for like the more grounded visual sense they've taken on for this one. He's a big dude though. He should have a he is voice. A, he's a very huge, he's a dude, huge dude, but yes. he's not like, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't need to sound like you took Michael Clark Duncan's voice and then put it down like 50 octaves. And then had him play Batman. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not, <laughs> He doesn't need to do, be this like booming. I don't know. It's just it's kind. Of, it's a little well, silly. I mean, but, a godlike like, voice. Think, think about it, is like he he's a god. Like he needs to have that characteristic of being this powerful being. And I think part of it is conveyed in his voice. And I think it's a character trait that is telling of him as a character. Like he needs that to be conveyed that way. Um, I do want to speak on on the voice acting. It it is while it is very good. I have slight issues with it because I feel like the immersion is like I'm pulled out of it a little bit with how like I don't know I would expect Atreus to have some kind of accent you know of course you would expect Kratos to have one too because he's Greek but yeah uh, also like some of the other characters you run into that you run into there's another NPC that I will say he follows you around at one point who has a Scottish accent I don't get it like why does he have a Scottish accent no clue other than you find him in the mountains like like yeah the highland yeah I don't know it's one of those things where it's like the 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 locale is so nebulous yeah you're and, somewhere well in like and some the of the Norwegian language that Atreus uses is like kind of like he he's just like well that's dumb or whatever like he says things like that where you're like no kid in this particular like a, time point would say that like well but what time point is it John? i don't know it's not modern day clearly. i think the word dumb has been around for centuries <laughs> no but like it's just the way he says certain things are just kind of like that doesn't really fit but whatever i'll let it slide because i like the story it's that weird thing about like vague historical no i i the thing is the game is so good i'm nitpicking at yeah. the stupidest shit and i realize that it's but, also not based on true historical fact or anything. You don't know that. What do you know about Norse You're mythology? You're right. I wasn't alive back then. Maybe Kratos is real. Are you I sure? You were alive yeah. back then. Well, that's why we have you on this episode. Yeah, for historical accuracy. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else to bring up at this point. I'm excited to play more of it. Um, yeah, for sure. And I think uh, it, 
I keep forgetting that there's there's a quick turn, isn't there? I think I forgot. There's about a quick that. turn, yeah, and I haven't used it too much. I forgot that it existed after you said that. How does the quick turn work? I, I forgot. You about literally it too. just you tap <laughs> the down button on the D pad and it flips yeah, okay. you 180 degrees. That yeah. seems kind of pointless, honestly. No, it's actually if I remember to use it, it's very helpful because there are times like you get the the damage indicator or like incoming yeah. attack indicator mm-hmm. that shows up on the screen. They just dodge to the side. Yeah, usually, but. I mean, it, like, it'd be nice if that just if you could flick that and it would, you know, turn you around if you remember. To it seems like also, an awkward spot to hit it really quickly. I kind of wish the lock-on mechanism, like when you kill an enemy you're locked onto, it would just switch, switch to, the to the next enemy that's closest. Like, yeah. I wish it did that because it doesn't, but it's I don't know. There were also there's there's a few different monsters that I've encountered that um throw off your lock-on, like they just completely. Yeah, take it off, and it seems like why give me a lock on then? Like, who cares? (laughs) Oh, like the bigger trolls and things. Like the bigger troll, but then there was like even smaller people, or like the stranger when you fight the stranger. We should talk about that briefly. Yeah, no, not spoiler. That's not a spoiler at all. The um, it's so early in the game. I mean, it's literally in the first ten minutes of the game. The fact that like some of those fights, they just drop your lock on whenever you have them, and it's like I get it, but. It was happening so frequently with that and the, they're not the Reavers, what are they called? Like the... The beefy little guys. No, the one, the one like the, the screeching, like, wizardous, oh, like... Oh, the, yeah. the, they're like witches The Revenant or, or, something? or something? Yeah. I think that's what they're called. Those, those, those ones throw the lock off. I don't know, maybe not. Maybe I'm just, like, still spastically maybe playing Maybe you shouldn't get hit by the poison just, clouds. Not even just the poison cloud, like, when they... Because they'll... If you attempt to attack them, they like scurry away. And oh I think yeah, it they kind of destroys your lock and on, and it's like well, whatever. You gotta well, you stun to them use, with yeah, Atreus and then it. hit them with your axe if you want. I, I figured that out, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, needless to say, minor we, complaints. We really like the game. Yeah, I mean, if you have a PS4, there's no reason to not. You pick should up you should buy game. it, and if you don't have money for it now, buy it when it's on sale. If it goes on sale. Yeah. It will at some point. I mean, you can always wait. You're not going to miss out on like a multiplayer if you community wait, or something. If you it's wait three years, only. it'll be free on PSN. It's <laughs> true. Like, yeah. like Knack was. Yeah. I wouldn't wait that long. No, no, I wouldn't wait at all. Just get it as soon as you can because it's a lot of fun. It's really well done. Yeah. Plus, you don't want to be left out when all your friends are playing it and talking about I it. I really do want to finish it. I'm going to finish this game. Yeah. Because no, I, I really like the story. I think it's super well done. Uh, it's definitely put, especially with what what happened like at at the point that I'm at right now. I can't talk about it because I don't want to spoil it. But as soon as that went down, I was like, "What?" Like it was like a total like "oh shit" moment. Like, yeah. Hmm. So I'm kind of pumped to see where it goes. Hmm. So, but yeah, God of War, buy it. Yeah, I think we all recommend it for sure. Um, Tommy sent in some feedback. Yes, he did. We appreciate that, Tommy. It's been a while. He said, I'm thinking yeah. I'm back. That was the subject line. I feel like he's written us an email with that subject line before, though, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Maybe it was somebody else. Tommy, I do you know. need breaks from us occasionally? Is <laughs> I'm that, thinking I'm back, 2.0. I don't blame right. him. Uh, I, I should probably read this, because there's a section where he wants me to do yeah. a, a voice. Um, yep. He says, hello, nerds. Sorry for the long absence. I got a new job, and it's been taking up a lot of time. Also, I haven't been playing that many games. However, there were some worth mentioning. No Man's Sky, yes, the most inexplicably hated game in the world. It's not that bad. If Netflix was a video game, it would be No Man's Sky. It doesn't require much attention. It's easy to get lost in. 
and has an unlimited amount of mediocre content. The only problem with the game <laughs> is the inventory system and bugs that make me restart the game. Uh, next, Hellblade... Those aren't bugs, they're features. Yeah, they're, they're features, right? The next game, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. More like Slowblade game bl- Gameplay Sacrifice. I have read an interview on Game Informer. <laughs> yes, I still, I still subscribe to that. With the director of the game, and it made me want to play it. Also, a buddy of mine was raving about how... And he says, John, you have to do a douchey bro voice for the rest of this run-on sentence. Artistic and hardcore it is that a sexy babe is totally psychotic, and it's so realistic because there's a message in the beginning that a hardcore psychologist was like the executive producer, and psychosis is so accurate because it only happens this one way. It turns out it's just a slowly paced game. You don't have to be a douche anymore. I want to keep doing it, though. It's just fun. Okay. It turns out that it's a slowly paced game with lazy, shallow combat and frustrating puzzles that slow the pace even more. However, it is very pretty, and I want to see where the story goes. Uh, Valkyria... Valkyria... Is that how that's pronounced? Yeah, Valkyria Chronicles. Valkyria Chronicles Remastered. This fun little game was on sale a while ago, and I picked it up for some reason. It's a turn-based strategy military game that has a rich story and ridiculously endearing characters. It takes place in the 1930s in a fictional anime version of World War II, and there's magic at some point. It's very reminiscent of Advanced Wars for Game Boy Advance with similar animation and gameplay. I recommend Valkyria Chronicles if you're into that. Moving on, it's awesome that you guys went to PAX as an introvert, and I don't even know how to say that. Anaclophobic, Anaclophobic, thanks terrorists. I would never go to one of those things, so it's cool to have you guys experience it for me. However, it would be totally rad to run into Jessica Chobot, emoji with hearts in the eyes, or Greg Miller, emoji with nerd glasses. Uh, regarding having a career in the video game industry, I don't know why so many people want to do it. The only stories I hear is how terribly mistreated programmers are and how often everyone gets fired. Even in the realm of indie games, it sounds like nothing but stress. Indie game, the movie, helped me see that. It is a love of the art thing, or is it a love of the art thing? That can't be the case if you're working for EA or Ubisoft. Can you guys provide any insight into this? Uh, lastly, would you throw in a bu- uh, lastly, I would throw in a buck or three per month if you made a Patreon. You guys have been entertaining me for years, and I can't imagine how bad it must smell in your studio. The air freshener budget must be through the roof. <laughs> I guess video games are expensive, too. Yeah, there's no candles going right now. We ran out. No, not yet. Uh, I just bought Far Cry 5, and the idea of mowing down religious white people in middle America is making my mouth water. So if you excuse <laughs> me, I have the Lord's work to get done. Keep doing what you're doing, Tom. <laughs> Um, that was an awesome email, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Really appreciate it. Um, touching on well said. the uh, the art, the love of the art thing uh, with video games. Um, I'm an artist, and I don't make anything. <laughs> no, I think I think that is what it is for a lot of people in there, and even the people that are at EA and whatnot. I mean, I wonder how many of them are thinking, I'm going to work for EA right now so I can make my own indie game in five, ten years. Or, or man, I want to work at EA because they make great games like, uh, well, I guess Mass Effect 2 is under EA. <laughs> and then, like, well, they ruined it, the franchise because they're EA. Yeah, I mean, you, you think the people there obviously want to get to the point of like, alright, I'm going to go and, and work on the Bioware stuff rather than the Madden... Right. 20 XDX or whatever, but well, I mean, it's like you said. Like when I went to that panel about artists in in gaming, um, even though a couple of them were specifically board game artists, like yeah. there were some video game ones as well. And that is the main thing I took away from it is that they worked at these big name studios to like get a reputation so that they can go off and do their own thing. And I mean, even like the Flame and the Flood is a game that was created by an indie studio by an artist who decided that she wanted to just go off and make her own mm-hmm. studio, and she did, and she made a game, and it's awesome. Like, 
So I think that uh, that idea of it, you know, being a launching point, like you kind of do it, like you, it's like paying your dues in a way. Like yeah. you're paying your dues to get like where you need to get and to make the contacts you need to con- to to you know to get where you need to go. And then once you have all that under your belt, then you can step away from like the big wigs and do your own thing. And then hopefully it works out to where you're able to make a career out of yeah. it. So, or you can do it the hard way and have a real job, and then in all your spare time, pour that into. Uh, making an indie game yeah. and be miserable, but then eventually it might come out and you'll feel redeemed. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it's one of those things where I think you, because of how bad and toxic it is in some places, I think it is a career path that you need to be in because it's something that you really want to do. Like, I think these are people that are sitting there thinking about how they felt the first time they played Mario or, stuff like that and just trying to figure out how to recreate that for someone else or be involved in recreating that for someone else and yes it's not you know the latest nhl game isn't going to have you feeling like mario but does that mean that's where you're going to be forever no but at the time is it going to be what pays better than say working for an indie studio yeah i think so so it's it's one of those things. It's I think it is very much uh, for the love love of the art in a lot of cases. But I don't know if there's anybody listening to us that creates video games and would like to weigh in on that question. We'd love to hear it. Uh, MidwestGamers at gmail dot com. That's something we could also ask any of our devs that we're in contact with currently. Yeah. yeah. So, so we've got a few that we're talking to. We're hopefully going to get some interviews going. Yeah. Uh, was my douchey bro voice douchey enough? I thought it was good. It was a little yeah. surfer bro, but the, I mean, you know, there's douches of all kinds. <laughs> so, what's the uh, the one the one dude from the film nerds who had his like oh, it was like films of all colors or whatever? Yeah, Alistair. Yeah, douches of all colors. Or douches, <laughs> douches of all. Yeah, yep. Film films of every color and douches of all colors. Yeah, for that, sure. That'll be the next podcast. We do not bro discriminate. anyways um yeah tommy thank you for sending that in we really appreciate it we're happy to uh to hear from you because it's been a long time man it has it's it's been a minute and thanks for the patreon thing he did he did put his money where his mouth is he did although he didn't do the ten dollar thing so forget i said anything we weren't supposed to mention you unless you <laughs> gave 10 bucks, but we do it anyways because yeah. we like Tommy. Yep. He's a long-time listener. we got to give him props. Well, now we have to step it up to $20 for a mention. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So that's that. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, there's no other feedback, I don't think. No, I don't think so. Um, next week, or ne- next week, next episode, we're going to try and talk about Overland. As we said, we've all bought into the first access. And hopefully um, some Labo. Yeah, yeah, that would be good as well. So hopefully that can happen too. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the rest of the network, uh, Willie and Tim are finally back. They did put out their Sweet Home episode this past Friday on Horror Movie Yearbook, so please go and check that out. Uh, the Alienist recap finished up. The series uh, wrap-up episode went up uh, last week, two weeks ago, week and a half ago, something like that. So please go give that a listen. And Westworld starts up tonight, the night that we're recording oh, season yeah. two. So uh, we've got the season two primer up right now. We're going to have our first episode recap out uh, within the next day or so. So please uh, go check that out. I think 
if if you're a gamer and you have not watched Westworld, you should be watching Westworld. So please check it out and then check out our podcast. Do it. Westworld FM. If you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGamers.com slash links. Don't forget, we do have a Patreon now, patreon.com slash MidwestPodNet. You can donate as little as a dollar per month, and it'll help us pay for things because this is not necessarily a cheap hobby by any means. Uh, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail.com like Tommy did. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. And also, do not forget the 1UP X Esports Tournament League Expo is coming to Toledo June 22nd through the 24th. You can purchase tickets and find out more information about the Expo at 1UPXEsports.com. That being said, we appreciate everyone coming by, and we will see you next time. Peace. Peace.